Hello everyone, welcome back to Kvapo. This is a show where it sounds fun in your head, but in actuality it's a disaster. If you don't know that by now, then come on, we're on the fourth episode of this podcast. You guys better be tuning in. But if you're tuning in for the first time right now, thank you very much. And with that out of the way, Spencer, you got any opening remarks? Uh, welcome and enjoy. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, so Spencer, I wanted to talk to you about something today. Because I've been... There's a certain... Like, this is like one of the first series that Spencer and I bonded over. Um Yes. Like when our friendship first started, that's what like uh, the beginning, the, be- <laughs> the beginning, <laughs> a very of the good end. place to start, the beginning <laughs> of the end. Um, gosh, I mean, okay, so yeah, I wanted to talk about Pokemon because I've been really nostalgic for that because of course I have because Pokemon. When play, I feel like if anything plays that big of a part in your life, yeah, you're just like it, you're gonna be nostalgic for it, even regardless of whether it holds up. Like it just it was so big to you. Yeah, it was a huge part of my childhood, so, yeah, both of us. So, you and I, we started hanging out, like, right around the time of White, I want to say, like, Pokemon Black and White, is when, that was, like, the first Pokemon game that came out with both of us getting it. You know, I want to say, I want to say it was actually, like, Platinum? Plat. Well, I think, I think what happened is you and I... I think Platinum had just came out, because that? that was one of the first ones that I played with you. I think, I think we just played through Platinum because I just had a spare copy of Platinum. Fair. Because I remember first hearing about Pokemon with you, you had like lost your your Heart Gold cartridge. That was a sad time, especially because <laughs> Heart Gold is the best Pokemon game. Yeah. I'll absolutely fight anyone who wants to see that. Um, yeah, Pokemon. That was my favorite of the Pokemon games so far. Well, yeah, I had with that game. I had like the I forget what you call it, like the little wristband you could wear, and it would like track. Oh, the Pokemon watch. Yeah. <laughs> It, you could like carry your Pokemon around with you and level them up, and it was like it's actually Pokewalker, but yeah, yeah, Pokewatch, Poke, Poketch. It was that was the thing that in uh, in Platinum, yes, like the little the bottom screen of the oh DS. yeah yeah, yeah. click it. Good times. I need to play that game again. Now, yeah, dude, that's what I I was telling you about this before, but just for the sake of the podcast, um, I I want to because I'm live streaming more. Yes. Um, which has been very fun. If you guys aren't tuning into those live streams, do it. Make sure to do it. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun, and I actually want to replay through all of the the Pokemon games because I have I have a certain soft spot for each of the Pokemon games for some reason or another. For sure. Um, maybe later on the podcast we could talk about like how we felt about each generation and stuff. Definitely. But, uh, yeah, I, I I have some reason why I liked each Pokemon game and why it's kind of significant to me. So I'd like to be able to relive those. And I've actually been looking into getting a capture card for the uh, for the 3ds. Oh, okay. So you if you don't if you're unfamiliar with those, those, we have to do yes, yeah, so you have to buy like the actual like separate like 3ds like a really? new 3ds because it's specifically built into like the the board. Ooh. It's third party. Yeah, um, you used to be able to buy just like a converter for it. Yeah, I don't know if that. It, I, the the only ones I ever hear about is this one company in like J- Japan that makes it. So hmm. okay, those run you like anywhere from three twenty five all the way up to like five fifty, depending Jeez. on which one you want. Um, wow. But most of the time, they actually just charge you more for, like, the rare 3DSs. So if you want, like, the Pokeball-shaped 3DS oh. or something, then that's, like, 550 and it's I don't need to go that crazy for, for sure. a streaming setup, you know? For sure. But, yeah, I want to replay through all those, but I don't know. So how did you feel? Like, Generation 1, like, what, how was that experience for you? Um, I mean, I... I, I specifically played through Yellow a couple of times. Um, Yellow's fantastic. Like, Game Boy Color. Um... What, yeah. kind of, what color Game Boy Color did you have? Um, it was 
the I actually I think I still have it. It was the it was a gray one, but it had um it was like a special Pikachu edition, so it had a little Pikachu and uh Pichu on it. Oh yeah. Um yeah. And like the the little turn on light was the cheek of Pikachu, so like when the I game would turn that on one. it would light yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It was it's a good one. Mine is the uh like a translucent, like see through oh, those are purple. Super cool. Those like are the pretty atomic rare now. purple or whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah, it's super sweet. I, I'm so glad that it still works. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it could always call them. They still have a number on the back of the thing, which apparently I saw on Reddit. You can you actually call that and they'll help you out. Really? Like they still have someone manning that support line. That's hilarious. For old consoles, which is hilarious. Wow. Yeah. I'll take that job. Come on. <laughs> I mean, they probably Just get answer one call every month. NES. Yeah. I mean, at that point, like if you're still keeping that up like the people who are answering those phone calls like if they're hiring like new people because i imagine it's not like a very desired job so you have to get yeah, like, interns sure. to do it like the interns probably weren't alive during the nes yeah so why why are they answering the calls just they're reading just out it up. a manual or something yeah exactly yeah. looking up uh on google like what to do <laughs> yeah but yeah generation one that was a that was a huge one for me just because well i mean i played my first experience with that was uh was leaf green which I guess is like a, it's not really gener. It's a generation one remake. Yeah. That happened in generation three. That was that was honestly the first game that I like seriously got into. Mm-hmm. Um, Leaf Green as well, just because it was it was such a good game, and I think it was one of the. Could you get shinies in that game? Yeah. So yeah. shinies were first introduced in generation two. So I'll actually do a quick run through of each of the generations. Perfect. Um, so generation one consisted of. Uh, that was the original red, blue, and yellow. In the United, I'm going to go United States versions of these because in Japan it's slightly different. Yeah. Um, so that was Generation 1, and that was like the most bare-bones Pokemon that you can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, in yellow, the difference there was that you played as... That followed more of the storyline of the anime. So you're playing as like Ash, and you had the Pikachu follow yes. you around and stuff, and that was your starter. Um, and then in Generation 2, that's where you got uh, gold, silver, and crystal. And Crystal was a big one because that's the first time you're able to play as a girl uh, in Pokemon games. Mm. That's where it actually gave you I the gender choice. So Pokemon agreed to feminism <laughs> sometime in the early 90s. Got it. Uh, and Gold and Silver were interesting because they're probably the most... Cl- I mean, I guess besides Black and White too, they're mm-hmm. probably the closest to like a sequel in yeah. the sense of like what an actual like regular game would be. Because in Gold and Silver, and this is probably the reason I love Gold and Silver so much, is because you were able to play... There's 16 badges instead of 8. Because after you beat the first region, you could go back to the original region, Kanto, from mm-hmm. the, the first game, which is fantastic. Yeah. That was well done. Uh, Generation 3 was the Fire, Red, and Leaf Green remakes of Generation 1, mm-hmm. um, as well as the Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald yeah. games. So you were able to get all those Pokemon in those regions. Generation 4, that's Sinnoh and Heart, Gold, and Soul, Silver. So you got Diamond, Pearl, Platinum. Great one. Um which are all great games yeah diamond was the first game that i ever played for pokemon and like beat myself because I, I remember my sister had uh my older sister she had friends who were like better at pokemon and i'd ask them some questions but <laughs> like the one that i actually first did was uh was diamond mm. and that game i was obsessed with it yeah i can't remember if my first was leaf green or platinum um and if it, i I'm, i want to say it was platinum but uh leaf green was the first one that i really like got into like I did, I mean, I probably put, like, almost 200 hours on that cartridge. Um, I don't know why, but, you know, I used to always have my Game Boy Advance when I was a kid just carrying that around. Um, I think it was the SP, the little folding one. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know why that game stuck stuck out so much to me, but it was a good one. Yeah. And then Generation 5, which, uh, like, that's, like, our first, like, shared generation, probably. Because mm-hmm. that's, like, the first time that we actually, like, sat out from, yes. like, waiting yeah. for our release. Uh, we used to wait out front uh, at GameStop for the releases there, which is pretty great. Um, yeah, we did that for Black and White, and then when the first 3DS came the out. first 3DS, yeah. That one was super cool because we were, like, we were the burr. first people in Nevada yeah. to have one. Because that store opened, it was one of the earliest openings, and we were the first people in line. And That's it was right. the coolest thing. Yeah, that was super cool. And we were like, yeah, we for actually like two minutes, playing... we're the only people that have it. So. <laughs> we were we were playing uh, we were playing white as well, so it all ties yeah. together um, on the original uh, DSs that we had. Yeah, I wish but... we had like a serial number like zero zero one. But meanwhile, in Japan, they've already sold like millions. Yeah, no, <laughs> we're so slow there. But uh, Generation Six, that was the X and Y, um, as well as the uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire remakes. Um, mm-hmm. Generation Six was kind of a big one in the series because that's the first time that they opened it up where it was a world worldwide release, like simultaneously. Yes. Like Japan, uh, in in the past, with all these games, they'd gotten. Uh, all of these games like earlier yeah like months earlier mm-hmm. so uh in some cases and actually would port them over and yeah yeah people would Ruin just like get it and stuff and right yeah play asia was a great source for that so mm-hmm. if you ever I, I think i got black and white that was the, the time that i got a pokemon game early uh, yeah yeah i do remember that playing in, in japanese i didn't learn any actual japanese <laughs> i could recognize like oh yeah that character string probably means yes because yeah. it's used in dialogue boxes and stuff but it's not like i benefited from it <laughs> for sure <laughs> um i can't if i still went to japan i would be completely lost yes. i've never I mean, watched anime learning it from reading is probably 10 times harder than like if the game actually had vocal sounds oh uh, sure yeah. yeah yeah or you can get like inflections of like voices and that's why people can sure. learn some things from like uh like if you as they say if you're coming to america and you want to learn like english mm-hmm. you watch american t- uh, oh, television yeah. stuff absolutely no uh, which is supposed i mean yeah because even if you get like the subtitles and stuff then you can really kind of pick up what's going on yeah. in the scene um but and then there's generation seven which is the most recent generation and that is uh sun and moon and then sun. ultra sun and ultra moon I forgot to mention black and white two in Generation Five. Um, yes, the actual black like two real two. time that they've used two in a uh, in a sequel. But that was... did you mention the uh, uh, oh Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire? Yeah, I did okay. in uh, in Generation Six with X and Y. Yes. Yeah. So which were great games. I love yeah. those. Really, they were well done. Which is interesting because I wasn't like the crazy biggest on uh, on the original like Generation Three. Yeah. And so with my story with Alpha Sapphires, I didn't finish the game until probably like three months after it released, purely because I was trying to uh, get Shiny Kyogre. Um, I mean, I probably... So crushing. <laughs> I probably soft reset the game like like upwards of 4,000 times. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to and finally gave up because they released that it was shiny locked and i was like all right if you're gonna shiny lock something just (laughs) say it's shiny locked like in the game text or something yeah i don't know why and why they would shiny lock something still doesn't make any sense to me it really doesn't like what's the point yeah it's not like it's more powerful it doesn't give you competitive edge it's literally just something that's visible 
Yep. Um, and if you're putting in thousands of resets like you were, yeah, that was the I remember because I would keep on asking you like, Did, are you gonna finish the game soon? Like it's probably not gonna happen. And we were like searching through YouTube, no one had a video on it. I know, and it seemed like it was just such a like no because there was no information on that topic yet. Yeah, like it seemed like it was just the game was pretty new at the time, and like, like we were living in like a, a knowledge void. Yeah, nobody was, was like, yeah, it's shiny lock. Nobody was like, no, it isn't shiny locked. So I was kind of just like, well, but I there wasn't I'll like a play form questions or something about it. There's, there's just nothing. Yeah, like nothing was happening. And then eventually, like two months later, I came yeah, back and they were on like, yeah. it wasn't even announced or anything. It was yeah. just you could actually just see it there. Yep. Um I mean, even, when even Cerebi, like, that's, like, the Pokemon database. They don't, when they don't know, it's yeah. like, all right, well, how am I supposed to know? <laughs> right, yeah. They get their copies early, and then they're, like, playing through and stuff. Yeah. They go all the way out. Um, shout out to Cerebi. I think we started using that uh, a lot during, during, like, our black and white. That was the best because they would always, like, notify you of events coming up. That's um, right. Yeah. Like, oh, this month you can get, you know, a free shiny legendary, like, yeah. out of nowhere. Um, I remember, um, because the event schedules, like, if you wanted to see, yep. like, events that were going to be likely coming up in the in the U.S., you just had to look at the events that they were running in Japan, like, right then. Yeah. So <laughs> and true. And uh, so, like, yeah, in the next couple months and stuff. But I remember events were so exciting. And I think that, so, I've, I first played through Pokemon Diamond. That was my absolute gem of a game i had my my infernape and it was great and i remember catching uh dialga or dialgia i don't know how okay. to pronounce the name but yeah i love that so much and i used my master ball on it because i was a young kid and oh. i didn't understand i thought master ball had to be used for legendaries that's Got it on. book closed um <laughs> and i remember it shook like seven times I was wow. like, why is the Master Ball shaking seven times? <laughs> like, is it going to break? Who cares? I don't need this, yeah. like, build-up. And that might just be my brain kind of building on it. I think we talked about this, but, you know, just, like, after you uh, remember something so much, like, the gradual, like, misremembers eventually just start to become fact in your head. Like, yeah. I'm sure if I relived that moment, it wouldn't be as tense as I remember it. But I remember being, like, so scared or something. I was walking. Like, my sister had a dance class. Uh, and I was walking back to the car after her dance class and I was standing right there, my face like pressed up against my DS and, um, I'm using it and I'm trying to get this shiny, uh, this legendary rather. It wasn't shiny. I didn't even know shinies were in the game. My first shiny that I ever got was in white and it was of like Ferrothorn or something. Oh, I remember that. Which is just some like really weak, who cares Pokemon. Really obscure Pokemon, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like you even look on the move basis things in, uh, like Smogon, is that the, the website? Yeah. Yeah. And you look on that and it's like, no, just don't use this Pokemon. <laughs> There's nothing here. And it's well, like, cool, but it's shiny. Yeah. It wasn't even like a great shiny. Um, I guess the first shiny a lot of people got was Red Gyarados because that was how they announced it. True. Uh, which is great, by the way. Red Gyarados is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's like, wait, he's a completely different color? This is crazy. <laughs> oh, I, we can talk about that because you and I both got into to shiny hunting quite a bit. Mm-hmm. During um, during like sixth generation with uh like the advent of the uh, the sick uh well the friend safari was like a great place to find shinies and I remember like they made it easier throughout the years like it used to be one in eight thousand yep. in one hundred ninety two or something yep. and then cool. it was like four thousand and uh, ninety two or whatever yeah they halved it 
um, they have in the, the later games, and um, then you could get like the shiny charm, the shiny charm, which would have it again, mm-hmm. and then you could do like different methods, uh, which would increase it, yeah, and stuff. So chaining it, it got and stuff. yeah, chaining and all that. Um, chain fishing was always my favorite way that because was I was one. that was the only one I was good at. Yeah, I know a lot of people used like other methods, um, and obviously each game had like its own little shiny hunting method. Yeah. The main one that pe- I've seen people live streaming on a. Uh, an Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, which I haven't beaten, by the way. Maybe that's oh, yeah. why I want. Maybe that's why I wanted to do the. Yeah, that's the, the first game games. in a long time I haven't played. Maybe well, I it's get just it. because it was. I played through the beginning of it, and it, I, it was exactly like carbon copy mm. of Sun and Moon. And while I do want to replay Sun and Moon, it's like, can you? Yeah. Can you do something? Can you just? I'm sure the late game is a little different, but uh, yeah, yeah, and the late game is supposed to be great because the late game in Sun and Moon was awful. End game. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's one of the interesting things things about pokemon games it's like yeah you can play through the gyms and those are all fun but then after you get past that it really it's make yeah. it's make or break in the end game they have to have some really good pull in or something to you know make you excited to keep on playing the game or you just put it down which is interesting that we played white and uh, black and white for so long mm-hmm. because those had an awful end yeah. game <laughs> yeah there was nothing to do that was such a boring region to go around <laughs> so true um you go like the the tree or something like I can't remember which white was. tree. I think it was like the black city or something. I think it was sapphire and um, omega, omega ruby and alpha sapphire, and uh, where they had like the soar mechanism, and you could like oh yeah fly to, into like portals, yeah, like and final stuff. the uh, final legendaries and stuff. Yeah, and that's one, that's one of the things that they added into uh, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Mm. Um, is they have this thing called like ultra, ultra wormholes. Where you oh, okay. ride on the legendary's back, and then you can like huh. go through these wormholes, and you—that's like this—that's like a conti- its an expansion off the sore mechanic. Got it. Um, and what you're able to do with that, it's really cool. You, uh, it like you can get these encounters where you just have like a much higher chance of like getting shinies with the rarity of it. Got it. It's this little mini game that you can play for shinies. It's kind of cool. Mm. I see a lot of people live streaming it, so I I, I want to try it, but I have to get there, get through <laughs> the rest of the yeah, game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, with minor story changes or something, um, but yeah, we we both got into to shiny hunting quite a bit, and that was I was always really bad at it. He was always pretty good. <laughs> well, I just did it more. Yeah, true, true. Like one of the things with with Pokemon is just if you like play enough of it, then you'll just get better because it's an RPG. Yeah, and like grinding never hurts. Um, Very true. Yeah, but that that was always fun. I never actually like completely finish the the pokedex like by my own hmm. like merits which is it's kind of lame and i, I want to do that at some point i've tried it so many times but it's always like oh yeah i'll fill in the gaps or if you're looking at back at like some aspects of my pokemon history mm-hmm. i would cheat yeah and that's that's another thing like that we had with our, our pokemon phases if you will mm-hmm. um is like towards the towards the tail end of like the platinum phase it was like into yeah. the black and white phase action replay action replay where uh for those of you unfamiliar you put your you put that into the uh your nintendo ds and then you like put your the game, game cartridge like into the into that slot mm-hmm. so it was like a little funnel that put it in and then you could like inject codes yeah and remember we would stay up late at night <laughs> late but it was like 10 30 yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we were playing and we would read off the numbers of like codes that other people were doing to input you have to like input it number by number in yeah. the actual action replay if you messed it up then you just mess it up i mean um, it was probably like stupid like a 30 digit number 
and you yeah. just have to bust out the whole thing. Yeah, it was numbers rows, and letters, and, and then you'd have to we'd have to highlight it because we get lost in like where we were. And yeah. It. Uh, but you know, that'd be like, oh yeah, complete the Pokedex and then like double, like everything's a shiny and the yeah. instant catch and whatever. Uh, I remember the only time I got scared from, uh, from that was <laughs> I, they put in this thing in, in generation three called bad egg and bad egg. The idea behind that is when you, when you, when that's like a games, like safety mechanism, like if something's okay. missing, it's like an anti-cheat. Got it. Yeah. So that would show up. And if you had bad egg in your game for too long, it would corrupt it. Oh. So if you like ran in with bad egg, it was bad. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I remember I saw it and like my little my little brain couldn't handle it. So I just immediately reset and I was like ready to cry because I thought my Pokemon game was dead. But no, wow. if I re- since I reset it and I didn't save like after I met with bad egg, yeah. everything was fine. And that, that got me off cheating because I was like, this is too scary. I'm living on the edge too much, guys. Oh, We're risky. Yeah, I'm going I'm going rogue here. Nintendo knows it. And they're going to oh, come man. knock on my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. That's funny. But I don't know. What are... What are like some of your favorite gyms? Well, first of all, I guess I should probably ask you, like, do you, how did you feel about the change from the gyms to totems or whatever in Sun and Moon? Um, it was interesting. I mean, I like the concept, but I don't think it should have replaced gyms. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I always enjoyed gyms, so getting rid of them I don't think was a great move. If they would have added, you know, totems in as an extra thing, as an endgame thing. Could have been really cool. Yeah. Uh, I still like it, but not replacing gyms. Yeah. They were like puzzle based, which was a little bit more neat. Um, yeah, I did like that. And stuff, but then you would only end up fighting like two trainers. Yep. And I mean, the combat's like really what's kind of fun and zones you out about that game. Exactly. I and mean, if the combat isn't challenging, then you can just blow through a game and it's not right. a big deal. But yeah, Pokemon gyms are always some of my, my favorite parts of the, of the game, especially mm-hmm. like the design of it. And they had, like, puzzles in some of them, you know, yeah. where you have to, like, enact. Uh, Lieutenant Surge comes to mind mm-hmm. with the, the different switches in there. I remember. That, That's just that trial and error, but, yeah. yeah. Do you have some, like, favorite Pokemon gyms or Pokemon gym leaders? Um, honestly, it's hard to remember. Um, I do remember Surge, like, now that you say it. Um, but, yeah, I always liked the ones that were a little bit more complex that involved, yeah. you know, trial and error. Or, like, I remember there was one where you had to, like, walk through little switches on the floor that would like teleport you to different areas and you that's, yeah and, I can't um, remember who that was that's a uh, sabrina in oh, okay um psychic that would make yeah, sense yeah and uh fire red and leaf green mm-hmm. um or just that red and blue fun. yeah, yeah. That, that one's really fun uh koga you have the invisible walls that's a cool one in gold and silver yep um, yeah, I, I mean, there's just some gym. I, I hope that they bring back gyms in the eighth generation. Yeah, which is too. supposedly coming soon. I mm. really like that. Uh, there's plenty of theories about it. I'm not believing anything until it comes yeah. out. Um, I really hope it's just the next one's gonna be on the Switch, and that's got me happy. Yes, I want to play a real Pokemon RPG, like traditional Pokemon. Yeah, on on the TV, like in 1080. Sure. On Are you console. kidding me? Yeah, that'd, that'd be great. So great. Yeah, definitely have to live stream that one and stuff. Mm-hmm. That'd be so much yeah. fun. Um, especially with how big the Switch is getting. Like it's just, oh my it, gosh. It, yeah. It exploded. I mean, compared to how bad the um, the Wii U did. Like, it's just incredible to see that growth. For sure. Because, you know, it's just... 
like, and I guess one of the reasons I don't want to give up the 3DS because the 3DS has like a 70 million unit install base or yeah. something. Like it's it's high. Yeah. But it's like how many people are still actively using their? Th- I know plenty of people who just don't get 3DS games anymore. Yeah. I mean, so I, I really don't. Um. Yeah, and I've had the XL for forever. Yeah, sure. So. And like yeah, I, I, mean, if, I know I personally have like two or like three 3ds's. Yeah. Like I have some spare 3ds's. So like, does that come into the install base? Because they were cheap and oh, then they had sure. like special editions. So there's some people who just have like eight 3ds's. And yeah. Like, this is my Majora's Mask one. <laughs> this is the other Majora's Mask one. Yeah. Um, and then that like that adds up, and it's not, you're not buying the cartridge for each one of those. Yeah, and I mean the biggest thing is like, if I ever want to play a 3ds game, like I'm not gonna go out and buy a new one i'm gonna play the ones that i haven't finished already right so which is a lot i have yeah. plenty of 3ds games where oh, i would for just sure. drop off playing it because i just couldn't bring myself to because 3ds like works well well on the go or like on a plane or something but if i'm just sitting at home yeah there's it's kind of awkward to just like sit in a chair and then just look down at this like small screen definitely i mean i'd rather be you know playing overwatch or playing right Fortnite or something yeah exactly or i don't know as soon as they get a pokemon game out on the the switch and yeah, stuff and i can definitely. play it just on the tv definitely which would be absolutely legendary oh my gosh it'd be so <laughs> cool i'd love it um yeah. what would be some features that you'd like to see them bring back in the, in the next pokemon game um I mean, like I said earlier, like the sore, that was one of the coolest things, I think. Yeah. Um, well, now they just have uh, like different things that you can call. Like they got rid of HMs entirely in Sun and Moon. Yes. So you just right. call like the things, which is nice. Yeah. Um, I do like that. But at the same time, I do also miss HMs, but I don't like that they had to well, replace you'd have to, a like, move. Yeah. You'd have to fill up two spaces in Sorry, your party yeah. of like, this is the one that knows the flying move. And then and this then is the one that has everything else. The HM slave. Yep. Yeah. Right. Oh man. You had HM Butler. Oh, I, I did. Yeah. Because like I had a, what was that? So Zigzagoon. Zigzagoon. Yes. And it was literally the second Pokemon I encountered in that game was shiny. And I was like, Whoa. Luckily enough, right after you got Pokeballs. Yeah, right after I got Pokeballs, the first one I encountered. And I was like, uh, okay, first of all, why did it have to be a Zigzagoon? And second of all, like, how? Yeah. This early in the game? I think um, that was in uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. And I caught him, and he was my HM butler, because yep. he just had all my HM moves. Yeah, and he was he was a little bit more fancy than uh, yeah. an HM, HM bitch or HM slave, depending <laughs> on which, which term you want to use there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that return. I liked the Pokemon walking behind you in uh, Heart Gold and Soul I did Silver. I like that. Yeah. Um, it probably would look a little weird in 3D. Yeah, um, true. They'd have to make like a complex they, well, model of every single one. They have to like shrink one. the models as well. Yeah. Or like, I remember if you had like Garatina or something walk behind you, like that would make no sense because yeah. <laughs> your little sprite's like four pixels and then Garatina's five pixels and it's like, okay, so yep. that pixel's like the extra 50 feet that Garatina has on you. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. So that would be crazy. I want to see them bring in a lot of legendaries where you have to go through like some like kind of complex thing to get to them. Yeah. Because uh, that's always fun to like as like the checklist in the end. Like, okay, um, I remember I would go through like the Cerebulist and it would be, oh yeah, here's the legendaries that you need to like catch. Or here's like the interactable Pokemon where like the ones that you actually see them yeah. in the world and then you click on them and then they do the whole fight thing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was always fun to like go through those. And I remember... The first thing I do after that, the Ultra Beast didn't really hold that 
as much to me for um, sure in sun and moon after you beat that then you go after the ultra beast and it's like <laughs> whoa are they pokemon are they not pokemon who knows yeah it was really not that interesting i don't know you, yeah they, i think when they get too complex with the plot it's not as fun like yeah, just give me I agree with that like you know like they go i think it started going off the rails a lot after um after Sinnoh, mm-hmm. where it was just because then you had cirrus or cyrus or whatever yeah with team galactic and then they wanted to go to like the other realm and stuff and like that was still cool because you got to fight him on top of like the big altar and stuff yeah but there was like gosh x uh and like x and y the plot's so complicated in that one i really like the uh i like the black and white one yeah i don't remember why but i remember specifically liking that one just because it was going against n yeah because he was like kind of like an anti-hero like you didn't like him but you kind of liked him yeah and he was like pretty chill He'd just like been there and they're just like and their whole message was just liberation of pokemon yeah like they're just kind of like pokemon extremists yeah for sure um, <laughs> i mean they were like semi the good guys and you're like oh well yeah I mean, yeah, I guess I, I can guess fight you. A point. It was like PETA and Pokemon, yeah. which actually did happen. Did you ever hear about that? Like around the time of Pokemon Black and White, That's they terrible. released a they released a a version PETA called Pokemon Black and Blue. Oh no, it's awful. Um, look it up if you're not unfamiliar with it. I'll I'll show you after the podcast. Okay. But uh, basically, Pokemon Black and Blue, what would happen is you'd play as like a maimed Pikachu. And, Whoa. like, you'd go and, like, find the other Pokemon with, like, missing ears and stuff. That's and, like, terrible. Ash was an alcoholic who, like, would beat them and then, like, well, inject them. It's like, guys, this is a kid's game. Yeah, They did you're... something similar with Mario where they were like, oh, yeah, Mario skins Tanukis. So you'd play uh, as Mario running away from the skin Tanukis. Oh it's like, guys, why are you focusing on this instead yeah. of anything else? <laughs> something that actually matters. Yeah. Wow. get the message out no, are you sure is that the message you want to get out is that you you paid someone to to design like a maimed pikachu yeah what was wrong with you guys like seriously that's that was messed up pokemon black and blue buy it today at your local game wow. stop please don't <laughs> please don't oh my gosh i think pete actually has a game out on the switch right now that's free called kitten sword if I'm if uh, if I'm misquoting this, I read this in like a headline, so I don't okay. know if it's that true. Which I mean is only the problem entirely. People <laughs> just reading headlines and going yeah. off of that. Uh, I'm contributing to the problem right now, but yeah. for the sake of a tale, um, it's called Kitten Squad, and that's out on uh, Switch, and it's huh. supposed to be free and uh, pretty pretty bad. So I don't know. Maybe I'll have to check that one out. Wow, exciting. But yeah, Pokemon Generation Eight. I'm really excited for that one. I I hope it's good. I hope that they just do. A lot of the old stuff. If you could go back to old regions, that would always be, always be fun. I always thought a Pokemon like Generations game where you could like go back through each of like the the old maps and stuff. Yeah, um, and that like, would be battle cool. all those. That would be cool. I don't. Like, know, I just don't know how they do that because either you you'd have like level 100 Pokemon. Or yeah, you'd right. Have to restart. Yeah, exactly. the entire game. Um. But yeah, no, I'm sure I know that they could figure out a way to do it well. So I think they should totally do it. Yeah, but it's like how many generation, how many regions do you do it after? Like mm-hmm. that seems like a best of kind of game. Like yeah. do you do that like as Pokemon's done or something? Because yeah. it's like, so what happens if you do more generations after that? Like, do you just do like a Pokemon Generations two or something? Yeah, right. It, it gets confusing. 
But I guess we'll have to see when Pokemon hopefully comes out this year. I really I hope. Mean, even if they did just like the first three generations, like that would be super Yeah, fun. that would be. Yeah. Like they just split it off into packs. Because that's old enough to be like, wow, that's, you know, that's old. I mean, yeah, that was that'd be fun. Most people All of them have been Pokemon remade. Are born. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, Sinnoh Remix would be a huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. I would freak out if yeah. that's... And I know a lot of people are really uh, pining for those because I think just the kids who grew up with Sinnoh, like us, yep. like they're getting to that age where it's like, I want to relive those, but I don't want to relive them like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like the graphics aren't like old enough to be like, wow, that really is nostalgic. And like they're not new enough where it's like, oh yeah, this is still fun. They're right <laughs> in that sure. sweet spot of just, uh, I don't know. It's like playing a game from like two years ago that's yeah. like, hmm... You watch like a. I'd rather play something. Yeah, like right. That. Yeah. You watch a you watch a movie from like 2010, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, the CGI is it has dated. It yeah. still looks good. But it's, it's like, crazy how fast things progress. It's, like it's that. weird. Like you look back at an old movie and you're like, whoa. Avatar was the one that I looked back on, and oh, um, really? I haven't watched it, that in forever. Yeah, exactly. And you look back on that, and you're like, well, this is only isn't that as impressive. When yeah. You're not seeing it in an but IMAX like, 3D and stuff, but obviously when you watch it. Then it was a, a huge spectacle. It was crazy, yeah. But you know what? What better way to end the Pokemon-themed episode than to go completely off the rails Absolutely. <laughs> at the end? There's no other way. But thank you, everybody, for listening. If you're listening to this on the video version, please make sure to subscribe to get notified next time we go live with one of these. You also got to ring that little bell so you can get notified uh, when a new video comes out, like this podcast. And if you're listening to us on the audio version, thank you very much, you guys. You've been tuned into the Kerfuffle Podcast. I've been ASAM. And I'm Spencer. So we'll see you guys next week. You have a good one. Bye.